Hey mama, I see you. Laptop out on the kitchen table, responding to emails as you dole out snacks. You've been told your whole life you can do anything you want, and your wish list includes a job you love, financial stability, being there to watch your kids grow up, and the flexibility to do it all on your own terms and schedule. But what you hadn't counted on was the isolation, putting everyone else's needs before your own, and that overwhelming feeling of being pulled in all directions at once. Hey, I'm your host, Kimberlyn Owens-Hughes, and I believe in you and the life you've dreamed of. I believe you can have it all without sacrificing yourself in the process. In fact, I'm convinced that the better you treat yourself, the more you can show up and work your magic in your career, your family, and your life. This podcast is here to inspire, challenge, and support you in your work from home journey. I am so glad you are here. Now listen in. Hello, and welcome back to the Work It Mama podcast. I'm your host, Kimberlyn Owens-Hughes, and today we are going to talk all about work schedules. Okay, guys, this is a big one, and I think that as a work-from-home mom, this is one of the things that I have struggled most with. I've struggled to find a schedule that works for me um, and works for my family. And then there's the other big issue of, right, that sometimes I find something that works and then the next season of life, it doesn't work, right? Because kids are home or kids are, their school schedules change. Some have extracurriculars and, and then you have to, we have to continuously pivot. We have to continuously find a different schedule that works for us. So I think this is a big one. And I want to talk about a realization that I've had maybe in the past couple of months. And it goes like this. So a few months back, I listened to a podcast by Emily P. Freeman. And on this particular podcast, she was talking about why makers struggled to get anything done. And maker being like a creator, someone who is more of a more of a creative mind, if you will. And she talks about the difference between makers' schedules and managers' schedules. And I believe this actually comes from a book, if I'm not mistaken, by Paul Graham, which is the the title is I think Maker's Schedule, Manager's Schedule. It might be the other way around. I will link to both the podcast and the book here in the show notes. So anyway, going back, so she's talking about how manager schedules are in hour chunks, right? We have an hourly schedule. We have a meeting or a task and we schedule it out in different hours and we are constantly switching back and forth between different things. So we'll focus on one thing for an hour, meeting ends, we focus on something else for the next hour, that ends, and then the next hour has a different objective, etc. And so we break our days up into these hourly schedules. And the other type of schedule that she mentions is the maker's schedule, which is really more about finding a more expansive amount of time half a day, full day, weekend. And it goes, it's based on this concept that as a creator and in order to get into our creative minds, we need 
kind of the spaciousness. We need this expansiveness in order to allow ourselves to create. And I read this or I read, I listened to this podcast and it was just like, whoa, like maybe what I really need. And, and I think that that was really what I was craving at the time was this like expansion of time, three, four hours to just create. And I think honestly, it was just a kind of a validation of this concept that I've already had that that's the amount of time I need to create. And yet, I think while some people may work really well on this, and I do need that expansiveness to be able to work, I've also found that when I've tried to do things such as like batching, right? I also listened to um, the podcast by Denise Duffield Thomas, Chill and Prosper. And I believe on there, she talks a lot about how she will, for example, sit down for two days. She'll book it out the, the entire two days to work and record podcasts. So she will like knock out, I don't know how many podcasts in a day or in that two day period. And she's just setting aside time to, to get creative. And so in my brain, I keep thinking that, you know, if I just had an entire day, if I just had two days to do this, if I just had an afternoon of no interruptions, no school pickups, no requests for snacks, if I were just able to get some time, some uninterrupted time to work, then I could create, right? Then I could create. And The problem, I believe, with this concept coming from a work-from-home mom who, you know, I have a kid in the house. I have a kid that has school. I have schedules, school schedules. And while I could technically set aside time, rearrange pickups and delegate, right, a lot of that to other people, it would essentially require me to rent a space right? Rent an Airbnb for a weekend or a few days to really just get away and get away from the interruptions, which may be viable for some people. I don't think it's something that we allow ourselves to do very often. So it's kind of like a once and a quarter type of thing. But here's the other thing. This past weekend, I had a virtual retreat with my business leadership group. And I was renting an Airbnb for the weekend by myself. My daughter was with her dad for the weekend. My fiance stayed at home. It was just me. And we did have some scheduled meetings during the weekend, but I took somewhere around six journals and multiple color pens because I was so intent on getting into the creative and using that spaciousness to actually get content creation done. And I was super excited. I was going to record, you know, three or four podcasts. I was going to write a whole bunch of Instagram posts. I was going to just get shit done because I did have this uninterrupted amount of time besides the meetings, of course. But here's the thing. (laughs) The weekend came. And honestly, something that I've noticed uh, in myself is that if I were to leave my creative work to the afternoon, 
it doesn't work for me, right? My creative time is really in the mornings, not super early mornings. I don't like waking up um, at five or six in the morning unless I have to. I like, I need the sleep, right? I need the the rest. And then I can get creative probably somewhere around like nine, 10 in the morning. And that, I think my creative energy lasts until let's say lunchtime. So in theory, I've got this period of time from 10 to 2, right, where my energy is high, I can create. And that day in particular, the first day, the, well, second day really of the retreat, Saturday, I I know how to get into my creative. I know that taking a walk, doing some movement, getting, if I could just find like a perfect little like place to sit with a great view, I could get inspired and start writing. And so I did do this that morning. I got up, I took a walk, I found a spot up on top of the dunes where I could sit and journal and and write. And I did. And I actually got inspired right away. But I I wrote a little bit. And about after like 30 minutes, and once I got it out, my body was calling to me again. My body was saying, You need to go back. You need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you need to take a break. You need to eat something. And so I was kind of, I was a little frustrated because honestly, I had this like great view. I wanted to stay there. I wanted to be able to create, but my body was telling me otherwise. And if there's something that I've noticed, my body really, I have to listen to it, right? My body comes first. And if I don't listen to my body, I actually can't get into my creative. So I head back to the apartment. I get some food in my system. I do a little brainstorming and then we have our first meeting. So I really only got about an hour and a half of those like two hours of my creative time where I actually felt productive or creative. Granted, we had these meetings. Maybe if the meetings hadn't been there, I may have gotten a little bit more done. But it got me thinking and I did do the same thing on Sunday. I did take some time to podcast, to record my first podcast out of the series and it was great. But there was a little bit of that shame of me believing that I had all weekend to create. I had this huge expanse of time that I was going to be a content creation master, right? That I was just going to like crank out a whole bunch of creative posts and come home that, you know, after that weekend feeling like I was finally ahead. And there were times after the meeting where I was trying to kind of force myself to do more. But really what I think finally came to the conclusion is that as much as I can get uninterrupted time and as as much as I can have this ideal, right, this ideal of maker's schedule, this ideal four hours for creation, one, I'm not going to be sitting there the entire four hours creating. I know how my creative works. I know that I need to listen to my body. I know that If I do not get up and move around, if I don't have a snack in between, if I don't go outside, if I don't walk during that time, it's going to be harder for me to actually get creative. I think back in the day, there was there was a time when I could get into flow and I could get into this kind of creative flow 
for four hours at a time. But what was I doing? I was also forgetting to eat. I was forgetting to go to the bathroom. I was getting a whole bunch done. And then after that four hours ended, I would have this sort of hangover, right? I don't know if anyone has had this before, but it's it's like I've been so in the flow. I've been so focused that it's hard for me to come out of that and feel like an actual person because I haven't been listening to my body. I've been in my head. My head has this kind of generalized aching feeling. And honestly, I just feel like shit afterwards. Like, yes, I was productive. Yes, I got things done. But then the recovery time after this four hour of just sit down and flow, it takes a lot out of me. And it may be because I'm pushing 40, although I doubt it. I think that it's just not the type of schedule for me or not the type of work rhythm for me. So, and here's the other thing that happens. And I don't know if this has happened to you before as well. Sometimes we make, we have these high expectations, right? We have a four hour chunk of time. We have these expectations. We're going to get this, 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 and this done. And we're going to create and we're going to make so much. And then you sit down to the computer and, or your journal or whatever it is that you are using to create and you're blocked, right? You have creator's block, writer's block, ideas aren't flowing, and it's hard to actually push yourself to create. So you may grab your phone, start scrolling through Instagram, telling yourself that you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and of those four hours, you don't really end up using them wisely or rather than wisely, you don't end up using them as you had expected to use them. Right. And so I think there's a lot of shame around when we have this expansion of time. We've carved out the time for ourselves and then we're not able to produce or create as we would have expected ourselves to create or produce. And so all of this to say there is managerial time, right? There's manager's time. That's our chunks. There is maker's time with, you know, four hours, half a day or a full day to work um, and to create. But I think I work a little bit better when I have a combination of the two, okay? So what does that mean? I love having four hours of time in the morning because it feels expansive. I don't like having, you know, meetings in between times where I know that I have to, you know, that time will be like cut in half. I like having the four hours of expansion time. But I need a little bit of structure, right? I need to also lower my expectations of how much I'm actually going to create during that time. So what works well for me is I will have the four hours, but I won't actually be creating during those four hours, right? I will be doing activities that help me get back into my body. I will be moving um, my body. I may be going on a walk. I may be doing yoga. I will definitely halfway through and be going to the kitchen for a snack, change out my tea. I will be going to the bathroom every hour probably, but I'm going to be free to do the work that I need to do for those four hours. But I'm also going to be listening, 
right? I'm going to be listening because that is how I connect to my intuition. That's how I connect to my creativity is I have to listen to my body. I have to get inspired. I have to move the energy around. And so in this four hours of time, I may actually be creating for two of those hours. And how I create, and this is where manager's time comes in. I actually find myself that if I have less than half an less than an hour, I'm going to feel flustered and like I don't have enough time. If I have more than an hour or hour and a half, let's say, I'm going to feel like I have way too much time. So I find that that hour, hour and a half chunk of time really helps center me. It helps ground me and it helps put a little bit of pressure, but not too much so that I am, I'm hitting a block, right? And here's the kicker. I have to know exactly what I'm going to do during that time, right? There has to be a task. Granted, granted, I don't necessarily have to know what I'm going to talk about. The task could simply just be brain dump, right? I'm going to spend the next hour brain dumping and then organizing my ideas. Or I'm going to spend the next hour crafting an Instagram post about XYZ. Or I'm going to spend the next hour, like right now, <laughs> recording a podcast. And having that task, having, knowing the type of work that I'm going to be doing helps structure me in a way that I can use that hour, I can create in that hour, and I can be content with the amount of creation that I have created, right? Every day, I limit myself on purpose to one or two hours of creative time because I know that anything beyond that is going to be forced, right? I make a habit every single day to create a little bit, right? I don't set up this expectation, or I try not <laughs> to set up this expectation of having an entire weekend for all of the content creation to be had, right? I would rather create a little bit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe even Saturday and Sunday, right? Just a little bit, a little bit to get the ball rolling. It's also something that makes me feel good. So I like, I enjoy getting into the creative. I try not to put any pressure behind um, that. And when I do set out, I carve out this like long expanse of time, I feel like the pressure is on, right? It's a like go time. Like I finally was able to create this unicorn expanse of time and then the pressure keeps me from actually performing. So that is to say that I actually, I like the manager's schedule and the maker's schedule concept. But in my case, I need to kind of find a combination of the two that is going to work for me, right? That's going to work for my family as well. Like I said, Sometimes we are in a position, especially as work from home moms, where we can't find this expansive amount of time. And okay, here's the other thing I want to also just mention. When I was younger, <laughs> less experienced as a mom, and actually, okay, you know what? We're going to go way back. We're going to go before being a mom, before any of this. Let's go back to college, right? 
let's go back to college when you were putting off your term papers, you were procrastinating, and you were likely, if you're anything like me, you were likely going to the library 10 o'clock at night, the night before the term paper was due, and you were sitting down and forcing yourself, you know, I remember having those like the the orange, you know, noise cancelers, the, the uh, what do you call those? I don't know. So I remember going to the library, 10, 10 p.m. I had my books that I needed to like write the paper. I had my computer and I would sit there and I would crank out something. It might have been good. It might have, it, it was likely shit, but I would sit there until 6 a.m. the next morning. I would pull an all-nighter because I felt like that was the only way I could get into a flow. That's the only way I could get the term paper done. Procrastination was high, guys, right? And procrastination a lot of times has to do with perfectionism, which if you don't know, <laughs> means that, right, I was afraid to write something that wasn't perfect. And because I was afraid to write something that wasn't perfect, I was putting it off, right? I was putting it off and putting it off until there was no other time to do it, right? I had to do it. It was crunch time. It was 10 p.m. the night before the term paper was due. I had to pull an all-nighter. And I think when we're younger, a lot of times we do this and we could get away with it because the next day we could sleep, right? And when I became a mom, and especially when my daughter was a toddler, I'd say, yeah, she would sleep. She would nap a little bit and I could get some work done while she was napping, but I felt like I couldn't actually sit down and get that spaciousness that I was craving. And so I would put her to bed at night and I would stay up all night to pull an all-nighter on the project that I hadn't, you know, actually sat down to to start working on until the night before. And I did this for a while. And I leaned really far into this kind of extreme. Like I was either working all night. Or I was mom all day. And as you can probably guess, this was not good. I burnt out quite a bit. I would burn out. I would say never again. I would try to get my shit together. And then a big project would come. And I felt like victim, right, to my circumstances. I felt like I can't find the times. I'm just going to make the time. I'm, I'm reminded of anyone remember Empire Records from back in the day, right? There are 24 useful hours in a day. And you had Liv Tyler's, you know, character who would pop, you know, speed pills so that she could get shit done all day. Yeah, totally resonated with her. Had this feeling like I had to get it all done. I had to be the perfect mom. I had to be, I was, you know, I was single parenting. I had to get shit done. I had to pay the bills. So this is how I was going to do it. And my daughter is now nine. And I can't, I can't operate on that schedule, guys. Like, and I know a lot of women who do it and who swear by it. But there comes a time where you have to prioritize your health. You have to prioritize your well-being, Right. Your sleep is important, right? Your sleep is gonna is what's gonna help you get into your creative. Likely, if you're leaving it until the last minute, the creativity is not gonna be so great. You might be in a like a productive flow. You might be just getting it done, but you're probably not getting into that like good ideation, that good creative flow like you could if you were doing it more during the day and allowing yourself to sleep at night. 
So that's what I have to say about that. But I do think that as a working, you know, a work from home mom, there's this tendency to want to, you know, sacrifice your sleep so that you can be with your kids during the day and get your shit done, your work done at night. I want to propose a different option, right? I want to propose, what if you created a habit, right? What if you created a ritual? What if you were able to find an activity, something that gets you inspired, whether that's moving your body, doing yoga, breath work, something that's going to get you into that space where you can actually create. And then set a timer, right? Create for an hour. Create for an hour. Have something. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be complete, but it's something. And then do it again the next day and the next day. And I'm sure, one, what you're going to notice is, right, the more we make something a habit, the easier it becomes, right? The easier it becomes for us to get into the creative and to actually create. Two, you're going to create a lot more than you would by putting it off, right? By putting it off, telling yourself that you will find the time You will do it over the weekend when your kids are at their grandparents. You will do it tonight when your kids are asleep, right? You, by creating and setting this habit every single day, you're going to start creating and creating a portfolio, right? You're going to be creating something. And by the end of the week, you're going to have five days of creation. By the end of the month, you're going to have 20 to 30 days of creativity done for you, right? Sometimes doing the habit is going to actually help us move forward way more than this unicorn span of time, you know, the weekend where you're going to get it all done. Because what happens when you get to that weekend and writer's block hits and you don't get as much done as you had expected, right? You're going to be blaming yourself. You're going to be Doubting yourself. Habits are a great way also just to gain that confidence, right? I can do it. It's a micro habit. It's tiny. It's one hour of creation. So I would be really interested to hear what you guys have to say about this. Are you operating on maker schedule? Are you operating on manager schedule? Or do you operate better in this kind of combination like me? And also, I would love, love, love. If you are interested in creating a habit around your creativity, come join our co-work space. We have a virtual co-work space. We meet on Zoom Monday through Friday in two-hour chunks where the first 15 to 20 minutes, you're going to be connecting um, with other women. You're going to have the chance to kind of brainstorm or set your intent, share what you're going through, what you're working on, and We will do a short practice to get back into your body, and then you will have the rest of the time to get into your creative. So that's what I have to share. If you are interested in this option, please go click on the link in the show notes and you can see the schedules and join our unlimited monthly membership. I'd love to see you on the inside. Take care. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I truly hope you found the inspiration, challenge, or support you needed. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with another work from home friend. Or head over to Instagram, 
tag me and let me know your biggest takeaways. You can find my Instagram handle in the show notes. I'll see you guys next week.